back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major. Dave here, as always, with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni. How's it going this evening, sir? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, it's, I feel like it's a little bit early for our podcast, which is good, though. You know, we're um, beginning stages of the week. We're coming off a nice Flyers win last night. Um, and, you know, we have a lot to talk about, and we have some exciting news, Dave. So I'll just, you know, throw it right back to you to give the people what they want. Yes, yes. Of course, joining us on our podcast this week is our good friend Rocco Romeo. G- good pal, my Rocco. Say hi. Hey, how's it going? Rocco is, of course, on the the elite men's league team dump and change <laughs> out of winter, uh, winter sports. Gone RIP. But uh, BCI yeah. Revolution Ice Gardens. But also he is the creator and the brilliant mind behind the FEPS sport blog. And uh, we are announcing a new partnership together this evening on the podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to it. So thanks, Rocco, for joining us this week. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, for tagging along. You know, we we are looking forward to it. Um, you know, we're still got to kind of work out, I guess, the nitty gritty iron to details. But essentially, long story mm-hmm. short, folks, you'll be able to, you'll be able to find a link to our podcasts and our episodes on Rocco's website. And of course, you can like them on Facebook. Uh, they're the FEPS Sports Blog FEPS, and then also we'll be adding in our weekly promotion for our other affiliates of the Pottery Bullies. We'll be giving weekly shout-outs to Rocco's blog and any any type of articles pertaining to the Flyers or just generic Philly sports, because Rocco, I don't know if you listened, Mash and I tend to go off the rails sometime on this podcast. So <laughs> we are very much looking forward to this affiliation here and uh, hope we can each gather some traffic to our respective sites. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But um, anything you want to add and say? Anything? Anything? Is this your moment to kind of brag about your <laughs> blog and give a little backstory about yourself, Rock? Uh, yeah. So uh, I created the blog uh, just kind of as something to do, something to build my portfolio. Uh, I just recently graduated from Penn State with a bachelor's in journalism. We are. Yes, exactly. We are. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I, I learned really quickly that uh, you don't you don't get any handouts when you when you leave school. So uh you know doing some kind of doing my own thing um we have uh we have a flyers writer who's myself and we have an eagles writer who's my friend jimmy uh but uh we're always looking for writers and uh that does also mean another flyers writer because like i couldn't do anything yesterday because i'd work all day and then i had a hockey game for my other hockey team so i didn't even get to write anything yesterday (laughs) uh so we're always looking for we're always looking for writers so uh if you have an interest in writing about Philly sports, let me know. I can always show you the ropes. I know how to do it. So, um, yeah, you can just shoot us a message on the uh, on the Flips, Feps blog uh, Facebook page uh, if you are interested. And, uh, yeah, I'll show you the ropes, show you everything you need to do, and give you some tips and tricks. Yeah, and we will sauce a link 
the URL to your blog and the Facebook page in our weekly description on this podcast as well, Rock. So we will make sure people know how a way to find your site going forward here. Um, but with that, gentlemen, we do have some hockey to talk this evening. And Master, this is kind of where I'll normally hand you the reins, per se. Yeah, so I mean, I'll get right to it. I know it snowed today, but the Flyers, I mean, are hot enough to melt all that snow the way they've been playing lately. Um, Dave, I believe we last recorded coming off their win against the Florida Panthers in Florida back on, uh, I guess, a week from today. Oh, um, yeah, a week ago. From today. Um, the Flyers coming back from their all-star break, beating the Florida Panthers 2-1 in Florida. And then we've had three games since then, all of which the Flyers have won um, in convincing fashion. Um, I definitely want to say convincing fashion against a league best, another league best team. I know, Dave, it's, it pains you to say or to think that the Florida Panthers are the elite of the NHL at this point. But, you know, the Flyers beat them 2-1 at home after a week off and after, you know, a tumultuous couple weeks based off of that off-ice stuff that's going on. But again, um, you know, I'll just run through these three games here. And as we do, Rocco, we just kind of go around the horn, give our thoughts. But, you know, to start off, we have uh, the game last Thursday um, against the Winnipeg Jets. I myself was boots on the ground at that game. Uh, the Flyers just, you know, no, as they, I think the Flyers themselves tweeted this or put it on Instagram. No turbulence, as they said, the Flyers pretty easily handle the Winnipeg Jets. Once again, I mean, you couldn't have asked for really much better. Then, I mean, they shut them out the only other time they played them this regular season. Um, almost had that shutout, I think, with about five and a half minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Sam Harrison gave up that one goal. But again, the Flyers easily handled the Winnipeg Jets 4-1. to one. And then uh, they start the weekend off Saturday the 10th against the Seattle Kraken. The big question there, obviously, was Cal Pearson getting his first start in net. Not really something that we're excited about as fans. But, um, you know, with a trade deadline coming up here in the next few weeks, it could be a spot that the Flyers kind of aim to bolster a little bit. Although Peterson did play very well in that game. And you beat, you know, another good team in the Seattle Kraken 3-2 to two at home. And then just last night against the Arizona Coyotes, the Flyers win their fourth game in a row after the All-Star break um, with the W. Sorry, uh, again, they won 5-3 against the Yotes. Um, just, you know, another... Pretty convincing win. It was a close shave there for a little bit, but the Flyers hold on. They play their game, and, you know, they're they're hot right now is all I can say. Um, so, you know, I think, Rocco, if you want to give her a drop, uh, give her a go here, you know, just any thoughts or concerns, any sort of, you know, feelings that you have surrounding these last few games for the Flyers, what you're thinking right now about this four-game win streak, just, you know, give us what you got. Yeah, yeah. Um... I wrote um, after the uh, for the preview of the of the the Panthers game that, you know, the Flyers needed to come out strong because they they looked like crap. They erased their five game win streak right before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, the, like the All-Star break, it seemed like they were a little bit refreshed. You know, a lot of the guys could just get away with get away from the game, clear their minds, come back strong. That's exactly what they did. Um, Panthers game was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Panthers are a strong team, so. Flyers looked really strong against them. Uh, the Jets game kind of scared me. They they played a really really good first period. Yep. And you heard it from Torts after the game. He was not really happy because their second and third period was very iffy. They should have got the shutout, but they did. They didn't play. They didn't play. Uh, 
you know, a full game. They just played hard that first period, got out strong, and then the rest of the time they just kind of coasted it, it looked like. So mm-hmm. that was a, like, a little concerning not to be a Debbie Downer about a, a good 4-1 to win against a good team, but also at the same time, like, if if fans want the Flyers to make a playoff push, they can't just sleep on teams in the playoffs. Like, that'll come back to bite them in the rear. Um, so that was a little concerning for me, but I'm, you know, happy they won. You know, they looked great when they were on, um, Seattle, to be completely honest, I was actually hanging out with some friends. I actually did not catch that game. Um, that's all right. I did see that they won, uh, which is good. The Kraken uh, aren't as good as they were last year, but are still a pretty solid team in the West. Um, and the West is, is, is pretty good. They got a, a pretty stacked set of teams over there in the West. So. Um, that's always a that's always a good win. Uh, Coyotes uh, was the same at a hockey game last night. Uh, that game, I did watch the highlights of that one. Um, that game's always really hard for me to watch because I have a soft spot for the Coyotes. I lived in Arizona for a little bit. So they're like my West Coast team that I that I pay attention to. Uh, still Flyers number one. Um, but uh, uh, I, I was I was watching I watched the the uh, the penalty shot. The penalty shot was nice to see. Uh, Morgan yep. Frost just, just I think they put on Twitter that he had ice in his veins, which is I think a a pretty good description of how he just kind of took his time and waited for that spot to open. Yep. Um, saw that I think before my hockey game started, I think uh, I think they were down three to two, and I'm like, mm-hmm. come on! For some reason, they always find a way to lose to the Coyotes. The Coyotes, it doesn't matter if the Coyotes are bad or what. Like they always, I feel like they always kind of find a way to lose the Coyotes, but. Uh, watching the watching the replay, watching Drysdale's goal, uh, watching the wraparound from Lawton. That was sick. Um, overall, like good, hard fought game back and a lot of back and forth. But, you know, they grind. They grinded harder and got the W so overall. Yeah, I mean, they did exactly what they needed to do. They needed to come out of the all star break, clear their mind of that crap five game losing streak they had before. Um, that they erased that beautiful five game winning streak prior to that. And uh, they needed to come out strong. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely the start they needed to springboard themselves into the month of February here. Obviously we're just about halfway through the month already. And then like Dave and I have said before, you know, with March already approaching, you hope that they again have that quote unquote March, the playoffs and they keep themselves in the race. Uh, I know it's a pretty tight squeeze right now. Uh, The flyers are currently, Actually, not really. Um, the Flyers are currently, uh, let's see, eight points ahead of the New Jersey Devils um, for the third overall spot in the Metro Division. The Flyers currently sitting at 64 points, with the Devils again behind them with 56 points. Actually, the Devils and the Islanders are technically, I guess, tied for, eh, I think uh, New Jersey has the edge because they have one less game played than the Islanders. Um, with 51 as opposed to 52. But again, same points in the standings, but New Jersey has that game in hand, as they say. So, you know, the Flyers, again, they're in a good spot. But as you said, Rocco, I did notice it too when I was at the game the other night. The You know, the, that second half of the game, I think, just kind of looked like they threw it on cruise control. Um, and you can't do that um, as it gets later, later in the season, especially if there's a playoff spot at hand. So, um, you know, all great points. And, yeah, like I think again, you know, they they're doing what they need to do here out of the gate after the, the All Star break. But Dave, we'll go to you now. Obviously, you know, just your thoughts surrounding this Flyers win streak. 
Yeah, I mean, to, to echo your, your guys' two thoughts here, that Winnipeg game, a really, really strong and dominant first period that got them all their goals. I'm pretty sure they were up 3 nothing after one. Um, and then just they got that one early on in the second period, and then they just, you know, they, they, they pulled over into the middle lane, set to 70 on the cruise control, and they just <laughs> and they just went. And yep. at times I was like, I'm like, do you want to be doing this against the Jets? They're they're really really good. Like they're they're an excellent hockey team. Luckily, they weren't facing Connor Hellebuck in that. It was uh, Lauren Brassois. So that yep. was nice to see because I'm not. Although they did beat Hellebuck earlier in the year when the Flyers did shut them out in Winnipeg, but top to bottom, Rick Bonus has really done some good things for the Winnipeg Jets, and they've responded well to their locker room changes. And they do have one of the best American snipers in Kyle Connor. So they're always, always dangerous. Um, but they were, to get, they were able to squeak out that win. And I'm glad that Torts still held the team accountable postgame. Because that's, that's, that's huge to keep going to growing this culture and this new era of Orange, as they're saying. So that's really impressive. To say you swept the season series against Winnipeg Jets, I don't think any of us are going to complain about that at all. Yeah. Um, moving to Saturday's game against the Kraken. Announced when Cal Pearson was starting, I kind of did one of those, oh boy, what are we going to get this evening? Because <laughs> Seattle, while taking a step from last year, they're still decent. And Joey Decord has emerged as a pretty darn good goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Flyers were able to you know, get a back and forth game, get a one goal victory. And Peterson really, really, really played well. Um, he looked like the Cal Cal Peterson of three, four years ago when he was with the Kings, when people went, oh yeah, he's the heir apparent to Jonathan Quick. It makes sense. The Kings are set in net. And then who knows what the hell happened to him last year and the year prior. Um, and he hasn't been very good at all with the Phantoms this year. Like, I think he's got a goal against almost near four in the, in the American league with the Phantoms. And that's yes. not like, yike. Like I know Matt, when you and I were talking about it, it was a couple weeks ago when the whole news with Carter Hart broke that they need to get another goalie. Well, if Calvin, if Cal Peterson can play like he played against Seattle against everyone else down the stretch, maybe they don't. Am I convinced right now that's the case? No, I am not. I'm still among the people saying, I think Breer needs to needs to go get another goalie to work in tandem with Sam Harrison. But for now, it's working fine. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, but then going back to last night's game, a game in which the Flyers, it was really, really entertaining. It felt like a playoff game almost with the atmosphere and the intensity. Like the Flyers don't play the Yotes very, very often, obviously being a Western Conference team. And the game in Arizona earlier in the year when the Flyers did shut them out, it it didn't it didn't feel, it didn't have this negative energy like this nastiness towards it. Like last night was a chippy, chippy hockey game. Lots of penalties, Scott Lawn, Matthew Dumba, all involved. And a game which the Flyers didn't lead until Lawn scored that fourth goal on the wraparound in which he got high sticked. Um, and, you know, to be fair, you know, the Flyers also, they faced uh, Vimelka in net for the Arizona Coyotes. And he was pretty much their starter last year who on a very bad Yotes team last year had some solid numbers. This year is going to lost the job to Connor Ingram. Um, but, you know, all in all, I thought both goalies for both teams excellent were excellent last night in Velmelka and Erson. 
Um, and Erickson's glove save was an absolute beauty. I know Rocco, you being a part-time tendy, I know you'll appreciate that. Yeah, um, sexy. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I mean, it was a back and forth effort. Whenever it feels like whenever the Yotes thought they were getting the upper hand, the Flyers said, yet n- not so fast. Morgan Frost's shootout, or not, not shootout, but penalty shot goal was phenomenal. I just wish the player that we see Morgan Frost when he plays against the Arizona Coyotes is the Morgan Frost we got every night. Because last year, he had eight points in the two games that the Flyers played the Yotes. And then last night, he was dominant. He looked like, oh, if that's Morgan Frost every night, that's a top-line center in the National Hockey League. Now, we know Morgan Frost, he has games like that where he pops up and shows what could be, and then he kind of reverts back to the norm where ideally he's a middle six skilled center. It is what it is. But last night he got the job done. I thought, I don't know what whether we have some magic beans or something, Matt, but the other week when we were kind of criticizing lots, yep. ever since then, I thought he's rebounded a bit. He's started to score some more goals again. He's got that chippiness, that edge to his game again, that physicalness. He's being that little asshole out there. And that's something <laughs> that he was missing. I feel like this year he was just kind of taking a whole lot of bad penalties. Yeah. And now we're seeing the Lawton of old that made us all go, oh, yeah, he should be the next captain of the Flyers. And now he's returned to this this his form in this four-game winning streak here. Um, but all in all, I mean, another big highlight from last night is just, again, watching Jamie Drysdale skate. Yep. I mean, I said this from day one when we got him, Matt and Rocco, that he was already the Flyers' best skating player on the roster. And Easily. he proved that his goal... Like, if he can't skate the way he does, he doesn't score that goal last night. Um, so, all in all, I know we were worried after the, the the losing streak before the All-Star break, but that, that week came at the right time. This team is a well-knit and together group. And you hear the good, the good feel-good stories around this team. You know, they're doing the choo-choo train in practice in Minnesota. And then, speaking of Drysdale... Who doesn't have didn't have any plans for the for their bye week and the all-star break, just said, Oh, I'm gonna probably just chill here in Philly and see my parents back home in Toronto. He had the group of Forrester, Zamula, Frost, um, and Farabee, who's and York, who said, No, 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 you're coming with us on vacation in Mexico. And they bought him room, plane ticket, everything. You know, not okay. not all hockey teams do that. So that that's it's a it's a special thing. The Flyers obviously they're we're still, you know, we're not going, oh, we're all the way hundred percent back, you know, like, oh, we're gonna be cup contenders every year now. This is a very, 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 very good year in year one of finally what they said is a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, it's starting to look more and more like they're on the path of the Rangers rebuild where they're they're seeing what they have in some pieces that are maybe ready sooner than anticipated. And now you can look, maybe make a playoff run this year and then bring in some free agent talent and continue to draft well. Who knows what we're doing next year? Do I expect the Flyers to win the Cup this year? No. But like we've been saying all season long, Mastro, and Rocco, we've talked about it at Beer League. They're just fun to watch again, and they've been really fun on this four-game winning streak. So I am a very, very, very happy Flyers fan at the present moment, and I'm looking forward to right now, you know, when I go ahead and I look at their schedule – 
the only game where I go, it could be a loss, is the game against the Rangers. So that's not till next week on the 24th. Every other team they have up, I'm like, this, this, it could go either way, and I'm seeing more wins and Ws. So no complaints from me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, again, like we said, Dave, too, one of my keys, and I think yours was there as well, kind of overarching uh, for the second half of the season is consistency. I mean, if you're on a four-game win streak, something's consistent. But, um, you know, even if they lose, you know, um, here and there, it's not the end of the world as long as they just do what they need to do and continue to just play their game. I mean, we've seen it when they're on their game. We've seen it when they're off their game. Um, I think that, you know, the all-star break was definitely very helpful, like Rocco said, for the guys to get away from the game. Um, You know, we all need to do that, whether it's, you know, work or whatever in our own personal lives where, you know, just kind of put it all to the side for, you know, a little bit as much as you can and just disconnect from everything just to reset mentally, physically, whatever you need to do. And then you come back and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's flowing again. So I think, again, that's a good thing that they did. Um, it was fun to see Jake Voracek uh, at the game last night. Got a nice, you know, uh, some screen time. Uh, I can use our one F-bomb here because it was funny when he was on the Jumbotron and he, he just mouthed fucking right. Um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I'm like, that's definitely, you know, classic board check where he just, you know, doesn't really care. Um, but that was cool to see him there. Um, I think it's good that, you know, a guy like him, it was kind of sad to see how his career did end due to injury. Um, but he's, you know, back in a place that he called home for, what, eight seasons? Um, so, you know, it's awesome. And, you know, I think... Technically on payroll of the Arizona Coyotes, they paid him to watch yeah. the Flyers play the Yotes last night. There you go. Um <laughs> But, yeah, you know, vibes are high right now, which is good. You want to keep them there. Um, but it doesn't get any easier before we, you know, uh, I think it's you know pretty brief here with Flyers coverage for the week here, which is all right. Um, but, you know, before we go to our Around the League segment, I just wanted to, as I try to navigate this crappy NHL app again. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Um, you know, we'll just kind of go over the next, I guess, four games here. Uh, the Flyers are back in action tomorrow night. Actually, the next three games are technically on the road. Um, we they are in Toronto tomorrow night at the Thursday. Scotia Bank. Oh yeah, sorry. Tomorrow Thursday. Get getting day so, ahead of yourself there. I'm so used to doing this on Wednesdays. I know. Um, but <laughs> next game Thursday um, in Toronto against the Maple Leafs, and then after that they take things outside, as we say against the New Jersey Devils at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, I'll be boots on the ground for that, fortunately, which will be cool. So I'm looking forward to going to that and seeing some outdoor hockey once again. Also, not ashamed to say that I'm looking forward to seeing some Jonas Brothers action um, because they are the pregame concert. Dave, I feel like since you're more of a music guy than I am in some aspects, um, I don't know if you saw it, but the the Gaslight Anthem is playing the first intermission. Um, I only know their one song titled 45 from NHL 13. Oh, dude, you have um, to, you got, you got to take a uh, dive, man. Yeah. So, uh, I might have to, uh, dive deeper into that before then. Um, I'll text you a list of songs to check out that Gasly Anthem are a very good Jersey right. rock band. Yeah. They're a little outside my, um, my scope, but I do have a pretty broad music taste, but you know, you can't cover everything. <laughs> so, um, but after that, they are back in action again in Chicago on Wednesday the 21st against the Blackhawks, the first time they've played the Blackhawks this season. 
Um, and then again, like you said, Dave, uh, a week from this coming Saturday, the 24th against the New York Rangers for a three o'clock game, uh, a matinee afternoon Saturday game. Um, so that'll be a fun one to watch. But, you know, like I said, it doesn't get any easier here. I think the Flyers can't overlook any of these teams. Toronto, especially, I think, again, you know, being in that playoff race in the Atlantic, they are currently, let's see, they're currently fourth in the Atlantic. Um, but they are in one of the two wild card spots, actually tied with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so I think, if anything, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think we mentioned this last week too, Dave. Um, how the, the Eastern Conference playoff picture is going to unfold here. Because currently both the roster, they're not rosters, um, both the teams that are in wildcard spots for the East are in the Atlantic Division. So, um, you know, Rocco, I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on that, but, you know, just um, any sort of, you know, I don't know, it's tough to kind of gauge that at this point, but I think the, you know, the playoff race is just going to get tighter and tighter. Yeah, I'm sorry if there's any, like, Maple Leafs Flyers fans out there, but the Maple Leafs are a fraud. That team <laughs> pisses me off because they have so many big names that, like, as a hockey fan, you're like, wow, this team's awesome. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, uh, John Tavares, uh, Samsonov in their net. Like, they, they have such a good team. Like, they can never put it together. But they're also, like, dangerous. When they're on, they're on, so... That could be a really hard game for the Flyers, or the Flyers could just stomp them. It's like you never know what you're going to get with the with the Leafs. The Devils one's going to be cool. Uh, it'd be nice to see an outdoor game. I know uh, like two of the guys from my other team, the Great Whites, uh, they will be going up there uh, as well in person. Uh, so that should that should be cool. Um, Blackhawks. I saw somewhere. I don't know exactly when, but Connor Bedard should be back soon ish from his injury. I'm not sure if he will, if the flyers will see him or not, but I know he's coming back soon. It sounds like he could be returning as soon as this weekend. I saw an okay. article earlier today. Yeah. I saw something in passing real quick. I didn't click on it. I probably should have, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't actually, click on it. I, saw I have something. the article up here. Um, it says, um, it's February 19th. will mark six weeks of post-surgery recovery. His original timeline was six to eight weeks. Uh, head coach Richardson didn't pinpoint which game he had returned in, but the Blackhawks visit the Hurricanes on the 19th before a three-game homestand against the Flyers on the 21st, the Winnipeg Jets on the 23rd, and the Detroit Red Wings on the 25th. So okay. very well could be back for that Flyers game on the 21st. Um, that I, would be, I think you know, six weeks not technically on the dot, but you know, pretty close there. I know it might sound like a lot of NHL fans are like kind of I know when the season started, I was sick of hearing about Connor Bedard. It was just him everywhere. And I'm just like, okay, I'm like, let's see if this kid like lives up to the hype. And he really has. He's he's dangerous. Um, I think the Blackhawks kind of suck as a whole. So like kind of Bedard might be able to, you know, get some points if he plays, but the Flyers should be good with that one. Uh, the Ranger Flyers game that following day is uh That'll be a tough one. That'll be a good test for the Flyers. Let's see if they're, you know, they're ready for a little mini playoff run. Like you said, I, I, I think you, you said this day, but nobody, I, I don't think many people are expecting the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup this year. But it'll be good to gauge, you know, 
it's good to gauge the Flyers when they play against good teams, like when they play the Jets and when they play Dallas. Dallas is a dang good team, too. Um, so it kind of um, it helps put things into perspective. So that should be that should be a good game, even even if they don't come out with the W, just to kind of see where they're at against really, really, really good teams. Yeah, I feel like the the Rangers game is a big test game because they haven't played really that well against strangers in a couple of seasons. And even the game earlier this year on Black Friday against them, that was kind of the game where I was like the Flyers, and they just really – the Flyers hadn't hit their stride yet in this season. And um, I feel like they're almost a different hockey team. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to hopefully see the Flyers actually play the Rangers at the way they've been playing for the past two months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully – because, you know, we're right behind them in the standings. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to be seeing some similarities on the ice than besides being on paper. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if anything, hopefully it just gets more exciting from here. Um, obviously, again, you know, there's really only well, two months, give or take a couple weeks or so left in the season here. Um, and, you know, there's no room to let up like the Flyers did the other night against the Jets. So hopefully they can keep their foot on the gas and just keep going. Um, another type of going um, was announced earlier today. Morgan Riley from the Toronto Maple Leafs were now in our Around the League segment, for those who are listening, um, trying to seamlessly segue into that. But um, just a couple things here on the league. You know, obviously the talk of the town has been the Morgan Riley and Ro- Ridley, Gro- Greg, Ride, however you want to say it. Yeah, I think it's Rid. Rid- Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg. Um, the incident occurred the other night. Uh, I think it was Saturday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Battle of Ontario with the Senators and the Maple Leafs in Ontario. Or not in Ontario. Obviously, it's in Ontario. Um, in Ottawa. Um, there we go. Different O, different o city. Um, but um, it came out earlier tonight. Morgan Riley was suspended five games by the NHL Department Player Safety of Player Safety. Um, again, he was disciplined for cross-checking Ottawa Senators forward Ridley Gregg in the final seconds of a 5-3 loss in Ottawa on Saturday night. If you didn't know, the incident occurred after Gregg fired a slap shot into an empty net with six seconds left in the third period. Riley then skated towards the Senators forward and cross-checked him in the head, and all hell broke loose right at the final buzzer there. I think uh, some context here is important, Matt. This because normally when you hear a slap shot and then up net, you go, Oh, he was in his own defensive zone. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe you need some mustard to get down there. Now, the dude was like five feet away from the net when he decided <laughs> to rip a clap bomb. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'll go first here, and again, I'll throw it over to you guys. Um, obviously, there was a lot of reaction, there's still been a lot of reaction from around the hockey world, whether it's you know, coaches, players, former players, what, what have you. Um, I think the uh, the whole quote-unquote code has come into play on this and you know i think uh dave i don't know rocco if you watch shorzy but i know dave you do um that whole thing where the the players police themselves even though it can get ugly um i think that's kind of what came into play on this was there a better way for riley to deal with this than cross-check a dude in the head yes but um you know i think it's one of those wires cross moments and you know you really only just see red, and then the first thing you do is cross-check a dude in the head. And I know that sounds like a Dr. Seuss quote, but, um, you know, it's what happened. There's no turning back time at this point. I don't believe Greg is out for any sort of, like, you know, period no, he's of time. Not, not injured. Yeah. Um, 
Riley was initially assessed a major penalty in a game misconduct on the play, even though there was only six seconds left. So, you know, kind of a, hey, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think, again, this is one of those things where players police themselves. Obviously, the coach can't really, like, hop on the ice and be like, you can't do that. Like, um, and it's going to piss everybody off. I mean, I'm sure I'd be pissed. I saw the play, and I was like, I was like, once I saw him wind up for a slap shot, I'm like, this guy is going to get tackled at least. Um, I And then I saw, obviously, Riley cross-check him in the head, and then, again, a whole scrum broke out. And I'm like, I guess that's kind of warranted, but, you know, there's better ways to go about it where, you know, give him a kidney shot. I know that sounds really cheap, but, you know, um, again, there's better ways to deal with it, but, you know, I think it's sometimes it could arguably be a case where it's, play stupid games, win stupid prizes for Ridley Gregg, where it's like, hey, maybe don't take a full-on slap shot from five feet from the net and just kind of, you know, slide it right in. You're already going to win the game. I know you want to put an exclamation point on it because it's an emotional win against a rival, but, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen after that. And it's like maybe Ridley Gregg was thinking, well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions – as he sees Morgan Riley, you know, barreling towards him. So, um, but yeah, that's obviously been the talk of the hockey town this past few days. Uh, Dave, I'll throw it over to you first. Just your thoughts on the whole situation. Um, Was this suspension warranted? I know we can do an entire podcast about what we think about the consistency and quality of the Department of Player Safety, but, you know, for time's sake, um, we'll just kind of put a magnifying glass on just this one situation. The the two what? Uh, um, <laughs> um, but I mean, was this suspension worthy? Maybe. I think five games for this is steep. I think we've seen worse things that either have not gotten punished at all. Looking at you, Jacob Truba, swinging your stick at uh, the one guy from Boston's head earlier this year, go completely unpunished. And we've seen other worse hits have lesser suspensions or no punishments at all this year. That that being said, you cannot cross-check a guy in the face in the year 2024 in the National Hockey League. That is a, is a gigantic no-no. Um, I personally, you know, maybe if Ryan Reeves were on the ice or if Morgan Riley maybe... Maybe just drop, you know, drop the mitts. Have a nice little tilly. You know, just set, sell the score that way. Um, if I had to give a suspension, I would maybe give one or two games. Maybe three, depending on the, the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also has to be some onus on Greg. Because he knew what he was doing. He's kind of, from listening to both sides of the story and looking kind of the player who Greg is, he, he is kind of like a rat rookie for Ottawa. You know, that's his game. He's going to stir the pot. And it's a very, very big game for Ottawa against Toronto. So he knew what he was doing. Um, I don't think he knew he would get cross-checked in the head for it. But as soon as the, the pile, you know, migrated away from him, he popped right back up. Yeah. Um, it's good on Riley showing that he cares because the Maple Leafs kind of have got called their their effort and their careness and their, their character of quality has been called into issue at times he definitely could have gone about it better um but i no way in hell did greg think he was going to do this and have nothing happen 
Um, you know, it's then you have quotes like um, you've got Ryan Reese saying the quote of make hockey violent again in his in his, pre, in his press game interview saying, you know, when I broke in the league, that would never happen, you know, because he would have been mauled. And yeah, 10 years ago, you know, probably something worse might have happened if, the, yeah. if this took place. Um, but I think five games is steep, maybe a couple games here and there to send a message. But it's just it's hard to accept it, and especially if you're if you're a Leafs fan. Um, I I don't I want to feel bad, but then I also don't feel bad. Like Morgan Riley was the only guy to go after Greg, the only one. There were four other players on the ice who then responded to the the dog pile after the cross check occurred. Like I don't know about. You guys, but I feel like Rocco, if this even happened in our beer league, you know, let's say if we were playing the Panty Raiders, for an example, the, the team of the young douchebags who we face up every week. You know, if they did this, I feel like it would lead to an all out brawl and literally everyone on the ice, yourself included. If I was out there, me included, we'd be jumping the guy who did it. Um, so it's, it's kind of a rough look on the Leafs for just only Riley being the one to instigate something. And then the other guys go, oh, wait, there's something going on. Hold on. Um, but it's tricky. I, I Ottawa fans need to kind of realize, like, stop playing innocent here. You, you, you like, you, you know what your player was doing, and he knew what he was doing. And Toronto fans and, and the Maple Leafs, maybe stop acting like, oh my God, the world's, you know, it's unfair, biased NHL, blah blah blah. Cut, cut me the bullshit. Like you said, Mastro, win, play super games, win super prizes on both sides, Greg. You got a cross check on the head because you can't clap bomb five feet from your net. Riley, you got sussy because you can't cross check a guy in the head anymore. It is what it is. We move on. Um, I really hope Toronto and Ottawa play each other again though before the year's over because that game is going to be must-watch hockey television. Yeah. Um, let me see if they do. Go ahead, Rocco, if you have any thoughts. Yeah, I'm scrolling through, too. I don't think they do i think that was their last meeting unfortunately oh, that's disappointing <laughs> that that is very yeah. disappointing stupid realignment yeah. Oh, yeah that was their last week yeah i guess they already played that was their fourth game they played each other auto sure. three out of four two i share the uh, same sentiment as you guys though um he knew what he was doing um I, the first time i saw the like when i first saw the video i wasn't paying attention to what the comment said i was just watching the video and when he wound up in the slot to take a slap shot i'm like oh man this is not gonna end well <laughs> and then yeah i think riley he should not have cross-checked the dude in the face um like dave said like beat the piss out of him like yeah. shove him into the boards like he knew what he was doing he wanted he wanted to stir the pot too it's battle ontario it's just like it's like the battle of alberta those two teams hate each other ottawa and uh and the, and the maple leafs i mean they've never like uh, the ottawa hasn't really ever been a powerhouse so i don't think there's like any like you know bad blood when it comes to like the senators eliminating the 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 leafs but it's just like um i mean I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's the Battle of PA. So the Maple Leafs don't Maple Leafs fans don't like Ottawa. So he knew again. He knew what he was doing. Um, 
as the suspension, like I wasn't surprised, but also at the same time, like, yeah, that the player safety team, it's never consistent. It's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's just like, okay, give Morgan Riley the five games, but then also like, you know, what about these other instances where something should have, you know, someone should have gotten a suspension for something stupid and they didn't. So it, it's a, it's a really bizarre thing. I saw a lot of people online saying like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong here. I'm like, let me cross check the dude in the face. Like it was a little, yeah. it was a little brutal. And by a little, I mean a lot, like it, it was brutal. He shouldn't have did that. That was a little, that was uncalled for, but uh, I definitely do believe that, you know, good for him standing up for, you know, the team. Cause like Dave said, someone pulled that stuff in men's league. Like, you know, people would go over there and, you know, Celio would be the first one to jump off the bench if he was on the bench and beat the <laughs> piss out of that guy. <laughs> Respectfully. But yeah, you know, you know, it would start crap. So like, yeah, pe people that people that think that it wouldn't start crap, I, I, which I don't think that there would be very many. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, there there is like that unwritten. You don't do that. He could have just let it go in. But I think it's just the rivalry and wanting to stir the pot. He's like a Tom, like a Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson would do that nine million times if he had a chance taking a slap shot against a, you know, a Metropolitan Division opponent and in the slot. Like, I could see him doing that kind of disrespectful crap. So I'm yeah. kind of glad that Greg, you know, that he that he punished Greg for it. But I wish that he went about it a little bit smarter because cross jacket someone in the head is, is not the right way. And I'm, I also I'm glad that Greg didn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. He did. He he was down for a little bit, but I think he was more just like, probably more like shocked that he just got cross checked in the head. It's not really what you would expect. Like I'd expect Riley to go over there and check him, but not cross check him in the head. <laughs> a little crazy. Yeah, I think you know, like we've all said, if there's better ways to go about that. I think, especially you know, like you said, Rocco and Dave, and I think I said it too. Just you know drop the gloves and go over and start feeding the guys lunch. Like You don't have to, you know, take a swing at them or cross-check them like you did. But on the other hand, again, I think that um, we've seen worse for five-game suspensions, too, with guys, you know, actually being hurt, missing time, all that type of stuff. Um, again, it's good that Greg didn't get hurt. Uh, and, you know, but we're not the player safety department, so we don't get to make those types of calls. And luckily, we don't get criticized for it either because – like I said, we could go on for an hour plus for about how bad this, um, what's it called? How bad that depart department is. Department. Um, there we go. That's the word of the day. Um, but to end things this week, we have a little bit of fun. Um, we have, again, with the Flyers Stadium Series coming up, and this also being the 10th year of the NHL Stadium Series jerseys, uh, we have an article from NHL.com. Uh, ranking the top 10 stadium series jerseys of all time. I will preface this with the fact that um, this article is written by Anna Kulesa. Anna, we are not saying that you're a bad writer by any means here because you write for NHL.com, which is awesome. I would love to have the same job as you. Um, I respect that you write articles and, you know, do your job, which is great, great content. I think it's, you know, it's an out-of-the-box article, and that's always good for any type of sport because there's a lot of, you know, monotony that can be written in sports media. So, Anna, we are not criticizing your writing or your abilities at all, but we will constructively criticize 
your choices in jerseys here. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion, obviously. We're just going to give ours. But um, I'll go through the first, uh, I guess, the bottom five here. And then um, I'll rattle off, you know, the top five according to this article. And, you know, we'll give our thoughts. Do we disagree? Do we agree? Do we think there's better ones that have come about in the past 10 years? Um, and again, this is stadium series only. I know it's a little bit more niche than Winter Classic. So there's not too many. Well, I guess 10. There's been at least 20 games um, that have been played um, with. So um, with two a year over 10 years. So but first up at number 10, we have the Colorado Avalanche from 2016. Uh, they use their mainly white jersey with the C and the circle inside of it as part of the Colorado flag. Um, I think that's a good one. Um, at number nine is listed the upcoming New Jersey Devils um, two-tone, I guess if you want to call it, just the red and black. Um, it's the same stadium series jerseys that the Flyers and Penguins had in the 2019 game at the link. Um, you know, it's just basically... Again, two colors, no white trim, the devil's red and black. And then, no surprise, again, it's the, hey, copy my homework, but don't make it look like you did, except that you did. Um, the 2019 Pittsburgh Penguins black and yellow jerseys from that stadium series as well, again, at Lincoln Financial Field. They lost in overtime, suck at Pittsburgh. Um, at number seven, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, from the 2018 stadium series going for a full whiteout effect, according to the article. Uh, the two blue stripes in the center give this jersey a fresh feel, and the crest is the Maple Leafs logo um, on top, as opposed to their regular season blue-white contrast uh, is the highlight of the uniform, according to the article once again. Um, number six, I do like. Um, those other three are kind of Toronto's, I think, is the best out of those bottom four, I guess you can call it. Uh, number six, I do like this one. It is the Smashville jerseys from the 2022 Stadium Series uh, for the, not the Smashville, the Nashville Predators um, with the guitar pick and then the three stars in the middle, which is a nod to Tennessee State flag. Um, and then this is where I'll have you guys jump in. Number five, we have the Washington Capitals uh, Stadium Series jerseys from 2023 with their secondary Weagle logo as the focal point of these jerseys. Uh, according to the article, the tips of the wings seamlessly leading to the navy blue stripes with the player's numbers ac accentuates this design. Good word there. Bonus points for the two horizontal red laces up top that represent the red bands on the DC flag. Uh, so, Rock, I'll throw it over to you quickly here first. Uh, your thoughts on this jersey and just, you know, anything that you think could be better than it if not you know that's okay but um we mainly are just kind of here to give opinions on what we think about these jerseys kind of a nice little bulk jersey watch um as dave and i like to call it when there's new jerseys that come out but this is a good way to just critique you know a few at a time yeah yeah um so so to start i i love the colorado avalanche one um I love the Colorado Avalanche one. The Maple Leafs one's great. And the Smashville's probably my favorite. My favorite color is yellow. So I I love a lot of the 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 branding the Predators do. Um the Capitals one, I love I've always loved the Capitals uh the Eagle. Um how it uses the blank space as the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. um, I 
really don't like the Capitals as a team. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do like the jersey. One of the things that I do kind of find strange um, and, and just looking through this entire list and even just thinking about like the Flyers jersey as well. Other than the Maple Leafs jersey, they love making gigantic numbers on the shoulders. Like every single one of these jerseys, like you could tell a number from like three miles away. Mm. And it's kind of like, I I don't know if I like it or not. I'm like kind of conflicted. Like, I think it looks great on like the Avs Avs jersey because it's in the blue and you get the nice white let of the white numbers. They just pop out. Yeah. Um, even, Even with the. The penguins, like the yellow, really jumps out the, the, with the huge numbers. But I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of strange how like they all kind of they do kind of like follow a specific design. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like a lot of the designs with the stadium jerseys are very. Um, she might actually say this um, up here, but they're very. Um, no, I don't see it, but they're very ambitious. I feel like the stadium jerseys they just like. Like the Winter Classic jerseys get some TLC. Like they sit there. I feel like there's a lot of development of them. The 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 stadium jerseys, they're just like let's just kind of go with like an off the wall idea and just screw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I'm sure the NHL probably thinks the same way I do, and you probably do too. But the the big numbers, I think, are just like you said. It's it's a good thing that they can be seen so far away. Because obviously the sight lines for these outdoor games are so much different than in an arena where you know you can have people probably at least a maybe a half mile away. I don't know if you're that far away, but definitely again far enough away where you can be like you know squinting and be like, oh, who's like who has the puck right now? And you know if they have that large enough number on their shoulder or on their back, something like that, then you know you're easily able to tell that, which is good. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't. I think that you know they're they're pretty good. And um, Dave, just your thoughts too on these Capitals jerseys and on any of the ones that I went over so far too. Yeah, I mean, I, out of all the ones listed besides Colorado, um, these are my personal favorites. And of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the all white look for them that was the game in, in Annapolis. I thought was very very sharp. Um, I think an all white hockey uniform in the right aspect can look very very clean. Um, the, the, the devils and penguins jerseys are just boring. Um, my one complaint with Nashville's is I wish they chose a blue helmet. I'm not a fan of yellow colored buckets. Um, but no, I do like this capitals uniform. I like how they use the Eagle logo as their secondary and Rocco to your point with the same series jerseys. They've always done these in large numbers. It's because oftentimes these same series games are held in NFL arenas. So they're kind of paying homage to, to their being at a, at a football site. So they have the enlarged number um, kind of to pay homage to like, oh, it's a hockey jersey, but hey, we're in a football setting. And also because being in a football arena, most of the fans and the TV cameras are going to be farther away. So it's mm-hmm. easier to pick up that number and know who, pl- know, you know, know which player that is. Um, it works and it doesn't work for some teams. Um, but no, I really do like this Capitals jersey. I think the Capitals, even going back, well, again, same point as you, Rocco, not a biggest fan of their hockey team, but they do have some pretty sick uniforms in their history. This is one of the ones I do think is up there, and I like it a lot. 
Um, but out so far, this bottom list, I'd say the def- the the winners, Colorado should absolutely be higher in this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're gonna finish off the 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 other uh, four teams here. But you know, spoiler alert, there's no Flyers jerseys. The Flyers technically do have two Stadium Series jerseys <laughs> in existence. They have the one from again 2019 against the Penguins that I think is better bias. I think it's better than the Penguins one and the Devils one they're wearing this year. But also, I feel like, why isn't the Flyers' current jersey for the this year's Stadium Series make this list? Yeah. I think it's, out of the four that were just released that we mentioned last week, Mastro, it's the best one, and it by far is better than a lot of these on this list, Gavin. It's mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. Like the new Flyers one is very clean. Yeah. Like um, and then moving on to number four here, um, on the other side of the 2022 Stadium Series, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, again, uh, it looks like the nicknames were the theme of the 2022 Stadium Series jerseys, according to the article. Uh, the white jerseys look crisp, according to the article, once again, with the Bolts nickname in blue lettering on the crest, with the blue lightning accent on the bottom, completing the sweater perfectly, according to Anna from NHL.com. Um, I like these ones. I think they're cool. Um, I think both those jerseys from that 2022 Stadium Series get a thumbs up for me. Um, Dave, I'll go to you first this time. Your thoughts on these 2022 Tampa Bay sweaters? Yeah, I it, 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 it might just must just be me with white based sweaters, um, but I also like these a lot. Um, I used to be very like anti white gloves in the National Hockey League, but the more and more I see them do it, I go that works. And this is a different take on a Bolts jersey who's had some interesting uniform takes throughout their existence as a franchise. And I think this one is, it's decent. Would I have it ranked higher than the Capitals jersey? Just just below it? No, I would definitely have these reversed. Um, But all in all, it's a very nice overall uniform. The sweater by itself is a little bland. But when you add in the pants and the gloves and the helmet they wore, it works. Rocco? Yeah, I share a lot of the same sentiments there. I never was a big fan of, like, the Bolts jersey, but I guess, like, since they were going for the nicknames, it kind of fit. Because I know they used to have a Bolts jersey previously uh, as, like, a third jersey, alternative jersey. Um, So I've never been, like, a big fan of, like, the Bolts. I think it's kind of goofy, but I'm I'm not a a Tampa Bay Landing fan. But, like, I think the the white does pop a lot. Um, Like Dave said, I love the pants. I love how it has the, 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 the lightning logo on the pants. And yeah, the white gloves like complement it pretty well. So uh, I would also agree with Dave that it's not as good as the Washington one. I w- I would probably put that down further because I like the Washington one better. I like the Nashville one better. I like mm-hmm. I'd say I like the T- Toronto Maple Leafs whiteout one probably better than the Bolts one. And definitely Colorado is probably my favorite one on this list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crime for that to be so low. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, again, I think that you know. Um, Tampa definitely good. We, I know we mentioned this. I think this was what two or three weeks ago now, Dave. The Gasparilla themed jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw those, Rocco, with like the skull and the cross swords on them um, for the like the annual festival that they do in Tampa Bay. That's pirate themed. Um, but those are pretty sick. Um, and if they were game jerseys, then that'd be awesome. Yeah, they were just warm up jerseys that they sold like oh, to the general cool. public. Yep. Um, but moving on here to number three, we have 
all the way back to 2020, um, which seems like just yesterday because of that little pandemic that we had. Um, but we have the LA Kings uh, with the quote unquote most ambitious of the bunch, again, according to this article, um, mostly a black and white um, with the trendy LA crest in white um, and just kind of a mix, I guess like a half and half really of black and white. Um, and then another unique thing was the first time, I believe this was the first time that we saw, as Dave, you said it, the chromified helmets. Um, we had the silver chrome buckets along with the white gloves. Um, so just an interesting and kind of eclectic look here from the LA Kings in 2020. But uh, Rocco, I'll give it to you first here. Uh, I know it looks like you're shaking your head, but, um, you know, what are your thoughts on these LA sweaters? This one's definitely probably the worst. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of atrocious. And the Captain Phasma cosplay doesn't help either. <laughs> the, the chrome buckets are now. I don't like when the, like the, the, the Golden Knights do the do the, the gold shiny chrome buckets. Like the, the, the gold buckets. Nah. I, I, I don't really like it. I, I kind of like the way that the LA is written. Like with the with like the with the lines how it's like kind of make it look like it's moving but like mm. the jersey design itself i am not a fan of and yeah the helmets kind of suck dave i copy and paste what rocco said <laughs> i i hate 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 loathe entirely chrome <laughs> helmets in the national hockey league i hate that the kings do it with this jersey that they do it with their current alternates that the canucks are now doing it and the Knights are now doing it. I think it's tacky, and I hate you. Um, <laughs> I just dropped a whole bunch of different movie references there for people <laughs> who don't know. Um, I Overall, I mean, I normally I think the Kings have great uniforms. This ain't it, Chief. And the chrome bucket just makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, and then moving on. Sorry, I was just doing a little research here. Um, at number two, um, again, we have another current upcoming stadium series jersey, the New York Rangers. Um, according to this article, the Rangers take home the prize for the best stadium series jersey. I disagree. Um, obviously, there's some bias being a Flyers fan. But if I had to rank the stadium series jerseys from this year, I would go Flyers, Rangers, Devils, Islanders. Um, the Isles, you know, yikes. Um, we talked about that already. But... Um, the Rangers one here, I do like this one. It's a bit of a different take on the Rangers kind of like, you know, spelled out across the the body, so to speak. Um, but it's just a very large text. Again, the large text being just because of the sight lines, I'm assuming. Um, a large text NYR across the chest and torso. And then again, you have the large numbers on the shoulders, um, or I guess uh, on the upper arm, um, not even on the shoulder. Um, mainly a white color with, you know, the, the red, white, and blue, um, just Rangers look, I guess. Um, I think these are definitely the better of the two jerseys that the Rangers have released this year. Again, Dave, we talked about this, the other ones they released with, um, the Rangers shield. And then those like all those lines is just, you know, nothing special, honestly. <laughs> um, but I do like these stadium series jerseys again, bias. I think the Flyers should be in here somewhere. Um, but who am I to say? Um, but yeah, Dave, I'll throw it to you this time. 
uh, your thoughts on these Rangers jerseys? These jerseys, this it should not make the list. Like <laughs> I straight up utterly disagree with you, Anna, on your ranking here. Um, I question what your taste in fashion is because this is not good. <laughs> um, um, it, it's a very boring, bland jersey that there are infinitely better jerseys below it on the list. Like it, this should not. One, it shouldn't have an. It shouldn't even crack the list. And two, as it did, it shouldn't be in the number two slot. This is a, a, a disgrace. Tell us how you really feel, Dave. Short and sweet. Uh, you know, I don't really like. We're describing you're a huge Jersey fan. to listeners over a podcast, so it's like they need unless they're seeing it. You know, it's. I got you. I got you. It's just. Um, it's, just it's just a boring jersey, and it should not be second out of ten on this list. Well, we'll see what your thoughts are. Number one, when we get there. But before we do, Rocco, what are your thoughts on these Rangers sweaters? I wanted to take uh, like an extremely quick tangent about your Islanders thing and say that the Islanders like cannot for the life of them do any sort of Jersey correct other than like their classic home and way Jersey that they have. Like the classic yeah, home and away Islanders jerseys. Those are nice. I love the old logo, the NY, the Islanders. They cannot do the fisherman is disgusting. The NY was oh, disgusting. I, I, this stadium series one's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But to this Jersey, um, I hate the Rangers with the, undying passion i actually like this jersey um i love the giant nyr i've always loved like the the name across the chest how like pittsburgh did it i hate hate the pittsburgh titans but pittsburgh did it with like a long time ago in the 90s the rangers still have it Mm -hmm. so i've always liked that diagonal and i don't know this one just pops to me i don't think it's better than um the Colorado Avalanche one. I think the Flyers one is also better because the Flyers just always have like the Flyers never change other than that. And I don't know if this is a bad, uh, uh, an unpopular opinion, but that disgusting 2005 uh, 3D looking Flyers jersey uh, that makes me want to throw up every time I see it. Rock. Uh, uh, I hate that jersey. Rock, I thought it's you were going to go with Flyers the 50th anniversary jersey. Then it would be like, oh, we agree with you. That's the only Flyers jersey that I think that is just legitimately ugly. Like, the rest of them are very... The the stadium series, I guess, is a, pushing it a little bit from when they played the Penguins. But, like, most of the Flyers jerseys, it's always the same. The Flyers never change. And that's kind of something that, like, us as Flyers fans embrace. Like, we don't we don't need, like, 37 different logos and a bunch of jerseys. We, we keep the fly and pee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why the, the Flyers... If they were on here, they'd be higher than that. And like you guys said, there's a little bit of bias, obviously. But I don't know. I like the Rangers jersey. I hate the Rangers. I like the jersey. I like the jersey. I think it looks cool. Hey. I'm a similar aspect of you, real quick, Rocco. With the Rangers jerseys, I always like their home and away jerseys, but they tend to lose me with their alternates. Yeah. I mean, it's a you know, again, you can hate the team, but like those classic original six type looks, you can't really beat them. Um, I believe me, I do not like the Bruins by any means, but their current jerseys that they're wearing for their 100th year anniversary, I think are awesome. Um, but, you know, again, you can like a team's jerseys, but you don't have to like the team. So, you know, as I, as I was saying here, we're all entitled to our opinions. I, I know I'm sorry, Anna, that we're tearing your article apart here. Um, <laughs> it's not because, again, it's not because you're a bad writer by any means. It's just that we're, you know, we're simply disagreeing with you. Um, yes. And that's what makes this country great is that we can 
have differing opinions in things. Um, but gentlemen, onto the number one list, uh, the number one on the list here, um, we go back to 2016 with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, as the article states, it's all in the details. Good one, Anna. We like that. We love a good pun slash dad joke on this podcast. Um, this one, again, according to the article, is a modern twist of the Red Wings alternate D logo, the letter D as in dog, um, featuring elements of the winged wheel logo is what lands this jersey in the top spot. Uh, the red primary color with a diagonal white stripe gives this sweater a modern flair and makes it stand out from the crowd. Um, I do like this one. Um, I think that, again, it doesn't count. The Red Wings wear a classic jersey um, against the... I like the one, I think, against the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Big House. Mm-hmm. was the best with, like, the off-white mm-hmm. uh, and, like, the old-timey Detroit across the chest. Um, I think that's the best one they've had as far as outdoor games go. Again, the Red Wings being an original six team, you can't beat the winged wheel logo, as we all know. Um, just one of the great, you know, sports logos in general, one of the most recognizable. But uh, these outdoor ones from the 2016 Stadium Series, love it once again. Big numbers on the arm. Uh, the white gloves, I think, are a great touch with the Red Bauer logo as well. Um, so I'll give these a thumbs up. And um, Rocco, I'll go over to you first, lastly here. Um, but, you know, what do you think? Um, I'm very conflicted with this, with this jersey. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, a thumbs middle. Yeah, it's a thumb. It's a thumbs middle. Like I would probably put this if I was listening to them. I'd probably put this like five or six, like right in the middle of the pack. Like it's a good jersey, but I don't know. It doesn't. It might be like my disdain for the 1997 Red Wings Flyer Stanley Cup <laughs> sweep that I just I have just this this irrational hatred for the Red Wings. Um, <laughs> I see the winged wheel and it drives me insane. And I know that it's classic, but it's like, I hate them. But um, yeah, I'd say it's a bit of a pack, middle of the pack. I like it. I like it. Dave, what are your thoughts on the big D? I mean, the, the Red Wings always have just a sleek, classic uniform design, no matter what they do. I think this is one of the few times where they missed the mark. This is just an okay hockey jersey for an outside for an outdoor game. It works well. Um, but this should not be number one overall on the list. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's, it's not great. It's not bad. It's just okay. And like, like Rocco, I'd probably, if I had to do my re-ranking, I'd put this somewhere like five, six area, maybe seven at the lowest. Um, but if I had my choice, I would currently put the Flyers current same series jersey number one. I think it's out of all the same series game jerseys the NHL has released, in partnership with Reebok and now Adidas. Um, it's the best one they've ever done. And I know, nice. oh, Dave, liking a Flyers jersey. Shocking news, everybody. <laughs> um, but no, that's it, kind of where I stand on it. And uh, you know, full props, Anna. You did a great job. You, you brought some jerseys that a lot of, not, a lot of fans kind of rode off back mm-hmm. into some limelight here. Um, you definitely hit some things right, but you also got some things wrong, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I thought, again, you know, it's, a, it's good to do something fun like that to end a podcast. Um, I'll wrap it up here, Dave, before I throw it over to you, obviously, to to give, you know, your to have you put the bow on things as you usually do. Um, I think, again, you know, the Flyers are hot right now, which is great. You can't get too high, though. You know, we saw how they kind of came back down to earth after that 
um, five-game winning streak when they beat the Stars, and then, you know, everything kind of went to crap for a few games there. Um, so I think, again, you know, that overarching role, or not role, that overarching theme at least has to be that they're consistent here down the stretch going into the playoffs. Hopefully, um, again, like I've said, we're, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline, too. That could kind of alter things roster-wise, obviously, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, so I think, you know, that's the next big bridge to cross here for this team. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Like we've said countless times before, I know Rocco's only been here for one episode, but I'm sure he'll hear this a thousand times over, is that as long as this team is fun to watch, that's all we need. Um, we understand, again, it's the first year of a real rebuild, but there's still a long way to go before this team can become a contender for a Stanley Cup again, um, you know, as of now on February 13th. Um, but that's part of the ride. Um, you know, you can't get good without a few bad, so to speak. Um, those obstacles are always going to be there. We've already went through, you know, a couple big ones now um, with the whole Carter Gauthier situation, Carter Hart, you know, what have you. But, you know, the Flyers are playing their game, and if they continue to do that, they'll be in a good spot before we know it, and, you know, hopefully sooner than later. But, again, you just have to enjoy the ride at this point and hope that they continue to play the way that they have been. Um, Rocco, again, I'm excited to have you on the team here and to be, you know, to get our partnership going. Um, and again, to have our guys over there at the Broad Street Bullies, I'm sure Hoagie was buzzing this weekend with the way that Lawton was playing. Um, so you love to see it, as I say. Um, but yeah, you know, the Flyers just, you know, as, as the great Joe Dirt said, they just got to keep on keeping on and they'll be all right. So, uh, Dave, I'll throw it over to you here just to wrap things up and take us home. Yeah, they, they, thank you, thank you. I, I love a good Joe quote. It's one of my all-time favorite quotes. I, I use it quite often at work with my job. We just got to keep on keeping on, you know? Yep. Um, another good one is from, you know, Forrest Gump. Life's a box, box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yep. Um, but obviously, I, Rocco, I, I uh, reiterate the sentiment from my co-host here. Mastro, look forward to working with you, having you on the team here. This will not be the last time you'll be on the podcast, and uh, perhaps we'll dust out some... Uh, some fingertips or some writing for you here. And I've, it's been years since I've had to actually like write an article and be professional about it. So I'm not <laughs> sure what I'd be, but I maybe give it a go here or there, but I'm uh, looking forward to working with you and your, and your getting things set up here. Where can uh, the people get and find you for uh, uh, your socials and for the, for the blog? Yeah, definitely. First off, thank, thank you guys for having me tonight and thanks for, you know, tagging along in the fun. Um, you can find, you can find, uh, the website at uh, feps.blog, F-E-P-S dot blog. Uh, that's the actual website itself. Um, and yeah, we're also on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, that's Feps Sports Blog, I believe, on Facebook. And uh, at Feps Blog on uh, Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. It's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big Elon Musk guy. So I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of call it Twitter out of spite. Uh, but but uh, yeah, that's where that's where you can find us. And yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the night. It's good oh, talking yeah. some hockey. I don't I don't I only talk hockey to my dad pretty much every time I go to a hockey game. I'm always on the phone with him on my way to my hockey games, and he's the only person I talk hockey to. So it's good to shoot the stuff around. <laughs> there you go. Literally just sauced you the follows on Twitter. Awesome. If I known you were on there earlier for the <laughs> blog, I would have you know um, followed quicker. But uh. Thank Both you. the pod and my personal are now following the the official box. So we'll we'll get the proper ads in there. But uh, 
you know, thanks for hopping on. Like I said, I look forward to having you on here and I look forward to, you know, growing all of our brands because that's the big thing. It's a, we're nice little sports community. Mm-hmm. But now this is the time where Master just alluded to it, where every week of the podcast, I take a second to say, and this is normally where you'll see the new post for the FEPS blog here, Rocco. This is where you'll kind of get added in here. But if you like what we do as a podcast, check out our affiliates in the Pod Street Bullies, posting weekly excellent podcast content for you. Um, you know, as they always do, great guys over there. So if you like what we do, check out what they do. And um, like I mentioned every week, they even post content weekly during the summertime, which I know we go, let's take a week every other week off here. It'd be nice. Um, but no, they do some great things there. So check out what they do. And in turn, you know, spread the word around everyone. Uh, and of course, Thep's blog, check it out. Check out uh, Rocco's and his team's writing, uh, not just for the Flyers, but Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, the whole kit and caboodle of Philadelphia sports. You know, I, my wife would get rather perturbed with me if I didn't mention also the union as well. So got to remember them too. We do have um, a writer uh, coming in for the union. So phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> so excellent stuff as always. Looking forward to keep this thing going, guys. And uh, to all of our listeners, thank you very much for for your continued support and listens. We will be, we will be back next week with a brand new podcast. So with everyone, good night, good hockey. And let's go Flyers.